Hey there, folks. Welcome to the latest edition of Volley. Um, looking for my buddy, Seth. Are you out there, Seth? Hey, how you doing, Carolyn? Um, hanging in there. A little under the weather today, but... You know, well, tis the season. It is, right? You know, uh, I will live for sure. But, oh, uh, good. It is the season. That's true. We're almost in December, which is hard to believe. I feel like this year flew by. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, been a lot going on, and um, now it's time to start being all reflective, like we like to do at the end of the year. So uh, starting to think about what's happened, starting to think about what's coming next year. Um, And so we've got our outlook coming out, right? And uh, as part of the outlook, we typically try to do some trends and some projections on what we think is going to happen. Yeah, so um, we will be coming out with our annual outlook. Um, 2017's version uh, should be arriving in uh, January, I'm, I'm thinking at this point. Uh, and we do. We, ta- we try to think a little bit about what's gone on in the year p- prior and, uh, and look ahead to what's going to be happening next year across all aspects of our industry, sort of a macro look at what's going on from an economic standpoint um, and, uh, and in, within the IT industry. Um, taking a look at what some of the uh, technological um, things are going to be going on uh, coming up, what we should be looking for, for in terms of new technologies, um, what we should be looking for in terms of technologies that may have um, maybe going bust on us and may not have been, lived up to the hype, etc. And then, of course, we want to take a look at what's going on in the channel and where the channel will be heading in the coming year. So I thought today we'd, take, we'd talk a little bit of just a couple of the trends that we've been thinking about and that will be included uh, in our outlook and talk a little bit about those. What do you think? Sounds good to me. Alrighty. I'll kick it off. Yes. Well, you're our resident technology trends person. So why don't you hit me with what your, uh, what one of your big trends is for next year? So as I was thinking about some of the things that have come up and what are the buzzwords, um, it seems like there's quite a few of them. And thinking about the the different tools that people are talking about or the different things that they think are going to make waves in in the future, I felt like a lot of them have been built on this new foundation that's been laid with uh, cloud computing primarily, but also with mobile devices a little bit. You know, those two things we have described as introducing a new era of enterprise technology and, and also a new era of consumer technology. And, and the way that those two things are blending, I think, is part of that new era but I think another part of it is the fact that uh, they, they provide a platform for new things to get built. Uh, and, and so I think that when we talk about artificial intelligence and, and the way that that is going to provide a new interface, it's not so much to me that it's going to be the age of artificial intelligence as it is that artificial intelligence is possible because of cloud computing and because companies can build on that. They can now rely on a back end that maybe they don't have to maintain. Maybe they don't have to come up with all of the natural language processing or whatever it might be. Um, but they can start using artificial intelligence because cloud is there as that foundational layer. I, I think blockchain is similar to that. Uh, it's something that is kind of going to redefine the way that uh, databases and data warehouses and data structures work. Uh, it kind of builds... Uh, more of a, a peer connection and, and the ability to keep a ledger uh, without having this central organization. Uh, and that comes about, I think, because of cloud computing and some of the other underlying technologies that have led 
to cloud computing. And so I think we're entering this space where we've got all these new things to think about and, and we're wondering which one of them is going to rise up. But the, the overarching emphasis is that all of these things are rising up because we've got cloud as a base. And, and so what that means for a lot of companies is if they haven't really started to establish that foundation of cloud computing, both just for their technical sense and for the processes that they're running, uh, they really need to start doing that or else they're not going to be able to leverage some of these new tools that are coming down the pipe. Right. So what I'm hearing then is if you have, you know, to, to date, um, established that, that foundation, as you as you referenced, based in cloud, what that's enabling is um, much faster speed to deployment for all of these new things that may be coming out uh, and also cuts down on the amount of actual manual labor or customization that needs to happen. Am, am I hearing you correctly? I think that's part of it. Um, I think that uh, it really just opens the doors to a new way of thinking about technology. Instead of trying to do the old things with new models uh, and maybe getting cost benefits out of that or maybe getting a speed benefit out of that, it, it's really changing the way that you would approach it, right? And so, so like blockchain is a good example where you're not going to apply blockchain technology to your existing data structures and data processes it's going to be something completely new and it's probably going to rely on your partners and your suppliers and the people that you work with to be using this as well. Um, and all of that can happen you know, once you begin moving down this path of transforming your technology and your processes, but it does open the door to a lot of different possibilities, including you know, automation, including new productivity, including the way that you think about your workforce, but you, you can't really pick up any one of them just stand alone and say, you know, we're going to be trying to insert something with artificial intelligence, but we've never really, you know, moved things into the cloud. We haven't really migrated some of the existing things that we've got into the cloud. Um, and, and this is where startups are going to have some advantage over larger companies that have that infrastructure and that architecture that they have to move. They can start from a blank slate and they can kind of pick up these pieces a little more easily and, and build their architecture uh, in a more modern fashion. Um, but it, it'll be really interesting to see how those two sides of the, the, the business spectrum uh, work against each other and work, work for each other. Yeah, that's interesting because um, I, was, I was about to ask you where you think um, we're going to see the most traction here. Who is really out in front in building this foundation and putting their things in the cloud and having the... the um, the structure in place to then take advantage of these newer technologies, as you said. Um, is it more of an enterprise play right now? Um, do you see SMBs who are already established and not these um, startup companies being able to make this transition quickly, or are they going to struggle? I think existing SMBs are uh, maybe not necessarily going to struggle, but it just won't be quite ready for them. I think existing SMBs need a little bit more abstraction in technology uh, and they're not ready to just pick up the raw components and build their own systems. Uh, a good example of this would probably be Internet of Things. Internet of Things, the, the examples that we tend to see coming out of business today are relatively large examples and if they're using outside parties to help with them, it's relatively large third parties that are, that are providing that assistance. Uh, because these systems are pretty big and that's the, the type of thing that's getting done today. If you look at the SMB space, 
they might be playing around with IoT, but and they're kind of doing things because you can, you know, get sensors, you know, on the market and you could put them together and you could sort of test something out and have a proof of concept. But in terms of actually integrating it into existing process, it's a little more challenging today. Uh, and that's because standards and protocols aren't set. There's a lot of things that are still moving around on that front. Um, and so I think a lot of these things are going to be an enterprise play for a little while um, in terms of existing companies because those enterprises have the resources to understand the technology, to devote to it, to integrate it. Uh, and then over time, it will make its way down to SMB. And, and that time period will probably be shorter than a previous time period of, let's say, you know, going from mainframes to the point where an SMB might have had a server. Uh, we, we definitely have the pace of ex technology accelerating, but I don't think that means that a lot of SMBs are going to be able to pick up some of these tools today, plug them in, really get them going. I think they're going to need a little while before the, these tools get built into the type of tool or software or application that an SMB would pick up and start using. Well, you know, that's actually a good segue, I think, to talk about, about the trend I want to talk about because the SMB market is primarily where the channel does play and if they are you know they're going to need some assistance in moving to the newer foundation and and beginning to base their businesses in the cloud and i think that this is where the channel needs to move as well in order to be able to help those companies do that and be able to be of business value to their customers and so i think 2017 um, is going to be its continuation of what's been going on over the last couple of years but i see a real acceleration in the changing complexion of the channel itself and what they offer and who the players are. And we are seeing an ecosystem that is both shrinking and growing at the same time. And I'll explain what that means um, here is that, you know, the traditional reseller slash solution provider, that universe is shrinking. It is getting smaller. There are companies that are um, going out of business um, on purpose. They're retiring. Many of these companies are older companies and their, their owners are either selling or handing off the business to, um, to a successor. And we're also seeing a lot of consolidation. There are some that are being bought by vendors, et cetera. And it's just a, it's just, just a shrinking market. However, we're seeing an increase in new types of partners out there. Um, so it's very interesting time right now. The competitive landscape is very interesting. And who does what is very interesting. So you have this whole new crop of, quote, unquote, channel firms that play in the cloud space right now. So you've got a lot of SaaS solution providers who are doing tons of things with um, with cloud applications. You've got digital agencies and digital marketing agencies that are taking on the role of the traditional solution provider, but in a very different way. In many cases, they do not sell any product whatsoever. They're not taking title to any product. They're doing a lot of re re referrals, recommendations, and consulting work. Um, and then you've got what we've been seeing for several years now is the convergence of the telecom market. Um, within the traditional IT space. And so it's it's an interesting time. If you talk to any old guard channel player today, they will say that, that you know they don't recognize the faces that they're seeing out there in the marketplace. Uh, in some cases, they don't know that they're out there. So I don't know what's worse, is being freaked out that you've got all these new competitors and knowing about it, or being somewhat blissfully ignorant that you don't know that there's all these players out there that are beginning to work with vendors you may have traditionally worked with, or are beginning to work with the cloud players that you just haven't made a dent in. And trying to um, be their partner. So it's a super interesting time, and I think it's going to require the legacy base of the channel to start thinking about their businesses differently. And, and many of them are moving from 
reselling products. We've seen this been going on for years to a services focus. But I think it has to go deeper than that. I think they really need to start thinking about um, specializing across vertical industries um, and getting into some of the niche markets out there. So not just specializing in healthcare, but specializing in EMR, like electric medical records or electronic medical records, something that is a subset below a bigger umbrella vertical. And that's going to take some work on the channels part. It's, you know, it requires training, it requires hiring the right people, um, but it's a unique value to many of the horizontal vendors that you work with as a channel player um, because those vendors simply cannot dig that deep into vertical spaces in order, you know, they just don't have the footprint to do that nor the, nor really the wherewithal right now that, you know, if they can build an army of channel partners out there who are real good at very niche areas, they'll, you know, they'll reward them and they'll let them roll with that particular marketplace and not have to deal with it themselves. So it's a really interesting fabric we're seeing develop right now. I think you're right about the nature of IT services changing a little bit and and the channel maybe needing to think about it in a deeper way. When I think about the evolution of the channel and and you and I have talked about how that evolution, you know, mirrors the application of technology within businesses and and so the application of technology is changing today and so the delivery needs to change as well and and I think that up until this point maybe up until five or 10 years ago, the application of technology and the delivery of technology were both kind of product centric, very focused on putting the right product in place, managing that product uh, correctly, and allowing that technology to support business operations. Now technology is driving business operations. And so there are layers there, mostly around software, and then the service of making that technology do the thing that you want it to for the business um, instead of just operating by itself. And so that's where I think the nature of service changes and, and isn't still product centric, but moves into a larger business um, view. And that's where different kinds of firms are going to be you know, coming up. And I think there's space for a lot of people at the table. There are still going to be technology products before we get to the point of stitching everything together and having it drive the business. Um, and so exactly what that pipeline looks like and how it changes are going to be interesting. But then what are the other pieces that need to get added with software and services to, to really be a, a relevant player for a business today? From a channel perspective, it's um, there's a reversal, and I think you just alluded to that as well, in, in how you approach a customer, for instance. It's not about selling them a technology or a product, it's about understanding whatever their business outcome that they're looking for is or whatever their problem is and then backing it up to how a digital solution would help them. And I think that this is what a lot of the digital agencies out there are doing right now and, and companies that are moving more to a consulting role is you're really a business consultant and technology is just the engine that will get you from point A to point B with that business concern that you're working on. And that sounds really simple on paper, but it is quite sophisticated and especially challenging if you are a traditional reseller. That is not the way that you are oriented whatsoever. And it, it really requires in a completely different mindset and different set of tools, different set, set of skills. I think that is going to be the hurdle for many companies going forward which is why you know I do agree with you that there's you know there's plenty of room at the table but I don't think 
this is an easy an easy switch for many companies. It's not like oh we sell networking gear, but I think we want to get into storage now. So let's learn about storage, and then that's what we'll sell, and we'll add that to our line card. It's really not like that at all. This is about really changing how you approach your business, how you approach your customers, and really how you deal with your other relationships, your vendor relationships, your distributor relationships. Do you need those relationships? I mean, there's a lot of questions out there as you become more of a pure consultant and talk about uh, business services with your customer. You know, you're almost a couple steps removed from being calling yourself a, a technology specialist, for instance, um, although technology is how you are going to fuel the business outcomes for these companies. It's a it's a cultural thing, um, and and it's the culture of a company that is centered around de- delivering product and understanding speeds and feeds and specs and and ROI of different products to kind of the consultative nature that you've talked about or understanding how to discuss things at a business level uh, and. It's not very easy for a lot of companies to change their culture um, versus adding on a product line like you've talked about. And I think in addition to a lot of that cultural change, if you're if you're trying to even add in new product lines, there's all the relationship change that's happening throughout the channel, you know, up and down with distributors and vendors. And a lot of that is going to turn as well, right? As we as we move forward and you've got new vendors playing and you've got a new thought of how the, the products that are coming down through that pipeline might get uh, put together to create a larger service and, and how can vendors and distributors help with that process. Yeah, a lot of change is going to go on in that space as well. I mean, just as channel firms are rethinking their business necessarily, rethinking their business and customers are, are behaving differently and the competitive landscape is changing, that all impacts upstream to vendors and distributors as well. And we're finding the things, just as an example, the things that are in a you know a typical partner program uh, from a compensation standpoint. So what a partner would be getting from their vendor for selling their vendor's products would be some margin. You know they would get um, upfront discounts. They would get back end rebates. These are all things that if you follow the channel or sort of table stakes partner program elements. And what we found in our research this past year is that partners are no longer see those things as as important as they have in the past um, because they're really relying more on their own sales and marketing to drive revenue and less on whatever reimbursement they get from the vendor standpoint. So what does that mean? That means vendors really have to take a look at their partner programs, how they compensate their partners, the type of partners they want to work with. Uh, And I've talked to channel executives in the programming area um, and it's giving them fits. It's very difficult. Um, They've had the same sort of programmatic structure for years and years and years and just as the channel trying to move from being resellers of product to services organizations and providers the same thing goes for the vendors i mean they're still creating products and services but how they deal with these new new types of partners um, there's a disconnect and i think that you see you're going to see the newer vendors who are just coming in just as you mentioned earlier if you're a startup today it's a lot easier to build that digital foundation on the cloud because you don't have a lot of legacy things to worry about. Similar to in the vendor community, if you are a newer vendor or a born-in-the-cloud vendor, you are starting from scratch on building whatever partner program and rewards, benefits, whatever, that um, you're starting from ground zero. And that makes it a lot easier. You don't have to rewrite a document that's existed for the last two decades. 
So it's going to be interesting. Everyone's everyone's changing. I know we talk about change a lot, but I really see next year as a, a bigger change year than maybe the past five. We do talk about change a lot, and I think that's what makes it difficult sometimes with these trends is talking about some of the, the subtleties that maybe make the change reach a, tip, a tipping point. Uh, and, and I think you and I are both agreeing that now that we've got the ball rolling with cloud and mobility, that's where we're starting to see some of these new technologies come out. And that's where we're really starting to see companies redefine how they're applying technology, which then impacts how technology is delivered to them. Uh, and, and so I think that we are at uh, a pretty interesting point here, and it will be uh, fun to see how the channel reacts, how companies structure their own internal IT, uh, and what kind of skills are needed for this uh, brave new world that we're entering. Indeed, indeed. All right, my friend. Well, there are just to, to, to pitch the, the outlook one more time before we go, um, those were just a couple of the trends that we'll be exploring. There are many more, so uh, stay tuned. Um, but that report will be available um, at the beginning of the year. Um, so so look for that. And um, I think that's it for us, Seth. Yeah, there might be a sneak peek of the trends coming out um, this month yet. So you can keep an eye out for that before the full outlook gets there. But yeah, other than that, uh, I will see you next week here at headquarters. And then the following week, uh, we'll do one last podcast for the year. Maybe try to do a year in review. That sounds like a good idea. So, yep. which, you know, probably the highlight of that year will be your visit here to headquarters next week. So that's why we have to wait to do that one. Yes, of course. It will be. It always is, right? <laughs> right, right. All right. Well, listen, you have a great day. All right. You too. Yeah, bye. Bye.